to Star Wars Escape Pod and another after show for Ahsoka Part 5. And we have a number of guests in the Escape Pod today. Among your co-host Blake, we've got our friends Nick, Dan, and AJ all joining us for a good Star Wars chat on this latest episode called... Uh, actually, that's not called Fallen Jedi. Um, this was a very unique episode because this screened in theaters across the United States of America in many big top chain theaters so uh you know this is a big one and uh, we're gonna dive right in make connections and more let's get into it Chut, chut, Josh. Chut, chut. Chut, chut. This is a really special week because, uh, well, we've got a number of, of our friends joining us. and uh, But also, this is like kind of the, the episode of the season. You know what I mean? Like this was this was really, really hyped smokes. up. Yeah. All I could think about while watching is like Josh must be losing his mind right now. Seeing all <laughs> this prequel stuff. All straight out of Clone Wars. Straight out oh, of Clone man. Wars. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Same thought. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, welcome back, Dan. That's uh, the voice of Danny here. Um, yeah, it's been. Uh, what was you on? You were on last week, weren't you? You're on. Oh, so far, was, you haven't missed I a was. single one. Yep, been here for them all. Nice, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on again. And uh, we got uh, special guest uh, AJ joining uh, me locally in the Escape Pod. Welcome, welcome. Hello. And uh, when was the last time you were on? Just so people remember, was it one of the book reviews? Yeah. Or? It was the last book review that you have done. Okay. We did. Which one was that? Can't remember. Oh, Battle Scars. Yes. Battle Scars. That's, That's it. That's yeah. The... All right. Yeah. Don't read it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was <all> right. fine. <laughs> I'll save you the, save you the, um, you know, the point of listening to that entire, uh, yeah, yeah, just kidding. Listen to the review. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, Nick, welcome back, man. Welcome back. Hey. Welcome back. And uh, when was the last time you were on again? Was it last week? Uh, I think it might have been two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. Awesome. Okay. Sweet. And that is everybody. So without further ado, let's dive into part five, Shadow Warrior. That's what it's called. Written by Dave Filoni, directed by Dave Filoni. And this episode came out September 12, 2023. I'll just read the summary and then we could just dive right in. Harrison Dula arrives on Sito's where she finds Hu Yang with Sabine's helmet 
Saddened to see the two of them have disappeared, Jason Sindula then senses Ahsoka's presence and hears her thoughts in the world between worlds, revealing his own connection with the Force. Something we all knew was there. Anakin Skywalker explains to Ahsoka that he had been watching her through the Force and reasons that her loss with Balin Skulls partially due to her unresolved guilt over the events that drove them apart. Ahsoka loses a duel with Anakin who sends her tumbling down into reliving fragments of her past during the Clone Wars. Ahsoka refuses Anakin's teachings, determined not to be held back by the past, leading to another duel between them. This time, Ahsoka wins, accepting that she wasn't part of the reason for Anakin's downfall and chooses to live. Ahsoka is recovered by Harris and Dula's crew just as she regains consciousness and uses psychometry to learn that Sabine is in fact with Balin's skull. Hera is contacted by Mon Mothma who informs her that the New Republic forces are en route to take her and Ahsoka into custody. As a New Republic defense fleet led by Captain Gerard arrives, Cat, uh, Carson Tiva explains Hera's actions to them in an effort to stall time. Ahsoka recruits a pod of Purgle with the force to take her and Hu Yang where Ezra went. Jason Sindula, Hera, Chopper all stay behind as the New Republic defense fleet see her depart in the large Purgle. Jonah style. <laughs> uh, so that is that is episode five. Um, and uh, geez, what would we all think of this? Just off the top of our head. I mean, Blake, maybe you can start. I think this is probably as big as it gets for shows like this. I mean, just seeing uh, just the the storylines across all these different media over the last was it like 45 50 years starting to see everything start to converge together this is the stuff i think that at least for me it always gets me really excited yeah yeah i would agree um there was a lot that i was like i was excited by and there was a few things that i feel like i could nitpick apart but you know for the most part i enjoyed <laughs> we can it. get into that too yeah 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 um aj what did you think of this one um it was fun seeing the similarities between lord of the rings and ahsoka with uh, Gandalf and uh, Gandalf. Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Ahsoka the Grey yeah. becomes Ahsoka the White. Right. Let's see where they can go. Yeah, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna write a note down because I'm going to bring that up with you. I think, I think uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Nick, what do, you, what do you think of this one? Uh, I really liked it. I obviously, I, I maybe didn't appreciate it as much as like a very hardcore Star Wars fan because I didn't get, <clears throat> I might not have got like all the references and all that with, uh, you know, the individual details. But um, yeah, I, I thought it was uh, very cool how they got brought the, the world between worlds in there and you're kind of like, okay, where is she really there? Is it is it a dream kind of thing and um, all that. So, mm -hmm. and the thing with Anakin and Darth Vader and kind of her, she's kind of um, almost finishing her battle that she had with him at that Sith, Sith temple in the, in Rebels because she was pulled out of it by Ezra, right? So this is kind of her, she's able to finally like uh, get some closure for that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's well put. Um, Dan, what'd you, what'd you think? I hated this episode. No, <laughs> I, I, I loved it. Um, <laughs> I thought it was great. It, checked off all the boxes i wanted um like like what was said is a good bringing the rebels clone wars like everything together um yeah. yeah can't wait to see the next week's episode yeah yeah awesome um all right so uh, you know i got a few things i noted down here that maybe we can just kind of use as some some conversation starters but 
Um, the big thing, of obviously, that kicks us off is this moment where we left episode four behind. Uh, Anakin shows up in this in the world between worlds, um, and sort of the big question at heart here is really, is this happening in her head, or is this physically she's kind of dropped through a portal into this place? And maybe we can just go around the circle and just all kind of share what we think is going on here, because uh, this is sort of essential to kind of everything that happens inside of this place as well. So, uh, Blake, why don't you kick things off here? Sure. So I know we were speculating a little bit about this last week, and we were wondering if there's maybe echoes left over because she's been there before. But what I got from this, maybe you guys have different opinions, but to me, I think this was supposed to be more like a near-death experience for her. And so I think this might be what Jedi actually see when they die. Mm. It's just in this case, she was sent back. Yeah. Nice. Um, you know, it's funny. So, like, which is kind of neat though, because that means tied to Mortis, they made a doorway into the afterworld, like afterlife world. I, like, I have very similar opinions to you, I would say, because um, I just feel like the way that they approached the the entire sequence of events that sort of transpires there. It, to me, it also felt very almost Alice in Wonderland, Christmas Carol kind of situation. You know, it, it almost felt like it could just be this entire thing is happening inside her head. And all I could think about was that last scene in the Deathly Hallows, you know, when Harry's chatting with Dumbledore and uh, he says to Dumbledore, like, you know, Professor, is this real? And then he's like, oh, of course it's real, Harry, but you know, of course it's happening inside your head, Harry, but why does that mean it, it shouldn't be real, right? So I thought it was kind of like that. Um, and, uh, you know, I felt like the way that she wakes up and everything was very kind of near-death experience, very, like, unconscious for that entire thing. But that's an interesting way yeah. to put it. That's an interesting way to put it, that maybe that place is kind of this cosmic sort of area in the force where her, I guess, her force, her life force kind of goes, you know, as it's sort of floating between life and death and She's sort of metaphorically fighting to stay alive uh, by fighting Anakin in this dream, right? Um, Dan, what did you think about this? I, I agree. I mean, the fact that we didn't see him being transparent, like he didn't come off as a force ghost. Like it, it felt like kind of like like it was a world between, you know, between the afterlife and in the real world. Um, like a purgatory sort of thing? Like limbo. Like I, I definitely don't think it was just made up in her head, but like, you know, it's... Yeah, it's like maybe it's the place that Jedi go before they move on, or um, mm. it would be interesting to see. Or you know, maybe it's just one of those things they don't need to explain; just leave it mysterious. Yeah. Yeah, AJ, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely don't think they're gonna explain <laughs> what it actually ha what actually happened there. Um, I definitely don't think that it happened in real like in real life i feel like jaken or jason is good enough um with the force that he was kind of hearing bits of it um as they were going on but mm -hmm. yeah i think that was kind of like not in i want to i'm going i'm splitting hairs it didn't happen in real life but it wasn't all just in your head I think that she somehow went like to the world between worlds like she was there like her life force kind yeah. of yeah 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 she was like right. there but not fully there right. like 
one foot in one foot out yeah. and could have gone either way yeah yeah uh, Nick. So that if she died, would she stay in the world between worlds? Yeah. In that case. So, so you, oh, yeah. so so what you're saying is, if she were to die and she stays there or kind yeah. of goes elsewhere, you're saying that her body, which is still in the ocean this yeah. entire time, would, would then disappear. Be, yeah. You know, disappear entirely, kind of like what we've seen Jedi yes. do before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nick. Uh, what, what what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I don't know. I think they maybe intentionally left it up to like the viewer's interpretation. And then it's like, oh, whatever you think happened, that's kind of how it could be. Um, uh, yeah, Google, the thing with the, with Jason kind of threw me off because like, oh, I hear the lightsabers. And I was like, oh, that must be, she must have like gone through the portal and he can literally hear her like underwater kind of thing. Yeah, and that's a big point, um, I think, why it yeah. would be in her head. Because why would yeah. she be hearing that? Yeah, well, unless he's, he's like so, so good with the force that he can hear her thoughts. Yeah, but that's I think that might be a bit too much. Here, here's the here's the the real like parallel with that moment when he um when he picks that up right when he can hear the 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 lightsabers clash over the sound of the waves is it reminded me of this scene in the Last Jedi when Luke goes into Ben's hut and he hovers his hand over his head and he just feels all of these like you know things right and he can see almost like what's happening in his dreams and you hear all these people screaming and in agony and you know clearly he's already under the influence of Snoke at this point and it you know it hasn't necessarily affected his decisions but it's kind of gotten to him in a, in a way that Luke can now pick up on right because it's amplified and uh, I just thought, like, maybe if she is mentally kind of in this state of mind, um, perhaps even the most amateur hour force users would be able to tell, you know, on, on like, you know, even Hera was able to tell, right? Like, she was able to kind of sort of tap into that force potential, you know, because everyone's kind of got that cheer in way in them, you know, one way or another. And um, I like how she was able to pick up on it as well. Uh, that whole situation. So that was very cool. Um, but yeah, sorry, carry on. I think you 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 were just saying something. Wait, sorry, me or who? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got I got carried away there. Yeah, were you? Um... Oh, I th I think I, I kind of lost track. But I think well, also one thing that was a little bit odd was that. Uh, I think was it later? I forget. What, 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 out of the first fight, I think it was the second fight. Like when she gets like kicked back onto the bridge. Like after she goes through back through her Clone Wars days, mm -hmm. the like parent to fight, and then she says like I won't fight you. And then Anakin's like, Oh, I've heard heard that before or something. But I think that's in re like that's probably in reference to him as Vader when Luke tells him that. But that's sort of like a bending time situation because. Like, he is Anakin, like, in the Clone Wars time, but that moment was from when he, after he become Vader, so the time is a bit, uh, kind of all over the place, so, yeah, I don't know. Well, he... It's all a bit, all a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit mysterious. I think it was based around the training for Ahsoka specifically, so it's supposed to be things relatable to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Would you would you all think that maybe because because when Anakin comes back to the Force, right? Like when he dies and gets reborn, essentially as a Force ghost, like we see him in his younger body. So um, is is there a chance that maybe this is the all-knowing Anakin Skywalker of of post-death sort of situation when he says like I've heard that before. You know, he is actually referencing that fight with Luke. You know, he's actually kind of been there, done that. Yeah, I definitely think that um, because of where it takes place, that that could be the all-knowing Anakin. Um, as we have seen his first ghost before. Yeah. Um, and it was his younger self. So I do believe that that would have been him. You know, I, I'm going to pipe in here too. I, I, I agree with that also. Um, and that's because it, like when you can see his eyes change too from when he's being the Vader as he's talking to her and then going back to being Anakin and he's on the astral plane at this point right so he knows everything from his life everything is going to acu- you know, accumulate down to what he's talking about and and or what, like what he's trying to, to convey to her but now he's able to teach her not only from the light side he's able to teach her little quips from the dark side to make her her own jedi you know or her own force user Mm -hmm. yeah that's well put um and to our audience who uh who that is kyle who just jumped in so welcome welcome to kyle hello (laughs) (laughs) welcome back i should say thank you yes yeah thank you yeah i'm just on the road right now we've stopped at a little diner in um i forget where we're at uh Little Fort. We're in a place called Little Fort right now, and we're on our way to Edmonton for the uh, Fan Expo. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Decided to stop in and grab a bite to eat, and I was like, look what time it is. Oh, Let's thanks. Do some talking. Thanks for popping on for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no worries, yeah. man. Oh, that's great. I'm literally sitting here eating a shepherd's pie. Oh, there nice. you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, yeah, anyone who's up at the. <laughs> so, 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 um, which, which convention is this? Uh, the first one this weekend is for Edmonton. And it's the Edmonton Fan Expo, and we're going to be there for three days, uh, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then we're driving over to Regina, and we're doing the Regina Expo there the weekend after. And that's two days, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, perfect. Okay. Prairie road trip. Well, that is perfect. For anyone oh, yeah. listening who's who's living in the prairies, um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, come check us out. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. Um, yeah, okay. I'll, to what I'll... we were saying there, it is interesting, though, what he's... Uh, teaching, he's seeing Anakin teaching Ahsoka for both dark side and the light side. This yeah, playing a little bit into a kind of where Ahsoka's at too, because as she yeah. said on multiple occasions, she is no Jedi, so she's become really more of a gray Jedi than anything else. Yeah, yeah, like when she was talking to um, um, I, I forget the, the the robot's name now, but when she's talking to the droid, and um, he's like, oh, you should use. Did you do this the Jedi? And she's like, I did this by not using Jedi ways. Mm-hmm. Right, like mm-hmm. she was able to extract information, and she didn't do it the Jedi way. So yeah, she's definitely on the path for that, and I can see Anakin seeing that within her too. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Anakin was always like that, so it even makes sense that he would she would have picked up on that in her her young training. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did um? So who was it? Was it you? Was it AJ? You you brought up the Gandalf. Mm-hmm. white cloak thing um was the was the film depiction of of maybe anyone else who's read lord of the rings can also answer this question but 
Was the film depiction of that moment the same as the one of the book? I'm gonna be honest. I haven't read the books yet. Okay. Um. So, but yeah, definitely like through what they depicted, at least in the movies, like he had died, and then they're like, "Nope, you're not done." It was after a long fall, fighting for someone else's life. Ahsoka, long fall in the fighting for someone else. So. You just kind of you. Uh, Gandalf explains it when you first meet Gandalf the White, and he he explains it as as falling through Middle Earth and land on, t- on top of the mountain, whatever he beats the the Balrog, mm-hmm. and then he dies, and then he just wakes up as Gandalf the White. So I think with again here we see Soka falling, she hits the water. It's kind of the mm-hmm. same parallel, only difference is we see what's going on in her head, where you, you don't see that with Gandalf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here, here's something cool, and I'd like to tip in on that. So when Gandalf died, because he actually died, and he went to the god that rules over Middle-earth, and he was actually allowed to go back and be the white, um, the white uh, wizards because he was the only one actually fulfilling his role as the, one of the five wizards or something. Yeah. And, and that, to me, is kind of like what she did, except for she didn't go see the god. She went and visited and had her master visit her. Mm-hmm. Right, chosen and it's like one. Yeah, other chosen. ways of yeah. doing things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she well, also, though, uh, had the the daughter um, through the three first ghosts. If you remember back, um, the son, the daughter, and then the father. The daughter actually gave her life to bring Ahsoka back. Mm-hmm. So that's also kind of leaning into the white, because yeah. the daughter was like oh, the man. white side. Yeah. So Zoga just keeps coming back over and over again is kind of what we're yep. learning here. Probably the third time. Did, well, did you notice that the, the white that she's wearing <laughs> is the same white that she wears at the end of Rebels? Yes. It is. Yeah, it is. yeah in, in the flash yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is why I saw I'm that. Like... I was trying to. Sorry. I, I was thinking, I was trying to remember if she's wearing gray before that or not, but when she's maybe fighting Balin. <laughs> need to double check. Yeah, she was definitely wearing gray. This is what's confusing to me because I keep mentally going back to that scene where, you know, she shows up with the staff and I'm I'm thinking to myself like, okay, was this what in the Ahsoka show? Like, is it a repeat scene that they filmed or is it intentionally supposed to be different? Right? Like, I I don't, I think they retconned the end of um, Rebels. It's starting to seem that way more and more. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Let's actually just push off her becoming the white farther down yeah and it's like oh right before she goes to a new galaxy that we've never seen before let's just do the transition now as opposed to later earlier yeah that to me is exactly how it plays off because dave said at one point that that whole white cloak thing is post some sort of spiritual journey that she goes on yeah right so maybe this is that spiritual journey, it, yeah. right? Like maybe this oh, is that that's moment. Likely. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's talked about that for years, right? Like yeah. we were talking about that in the last episode, where there was uh, where there was some sort of trading cards or the the doodles in his notebook that he put out on Top's trading cards, and there was like four of them with like red, black, and white color scheme, and it was her after she goes back into that triangular cave entrance, you know, when she pops out of the world between worlds after Ezra saves her. And there was like these kind of things that she kind of goes through with Morai the bird. And uh, maybe this was supposed to be sort of, you know, the, the revisitation of that moment just redepicted differently, right? Um, could have been. Mm-hmm. You know, Dave, Dave's not a, um, 
you know, he's, he constantly kind of goes back and rewrites history a little bit, I find. Yeah. Sometimes. Small not, degrees. Not mm-hmm. unlike George Lucas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> like father like son. <laughs> like master like a can apprentice. We, can we talk about how great of a parent Hera is? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. She's, uh, yeah. Not, not, not only bringing her son into battle, but leaving him alone on an alien planet <laughs> on a on yeah. side of a cliff. Uh, with only a droid to, with look. only a droid to keep him company and safe. So, well, uh, anything Chopper is going to get him into more trouble. Yeah. It's Chopper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen enough of Chopper's grumpy side yet in the show, but, um, you know. It's like, yeah, you're right. It is Chopper. Mm-hmm. That was a good call, Dan. Some bad parenting there. <laughs> um, what do we think of this dual choreography with Anakin and Ahsoka? I mean, um, you know, who's got some words to say about that? Maybe the lightsaber guy. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, I was just piping in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was absolutely epic. Uh, like they've done a great job on all the fighting scenes that I've seen in Ahsoka so far and her fighting her old master or, or you know um, like when he's like oh I still have a couple things to teach you and all of a sudden he cuts the bridge out it's like you, you'll always be learning is what I got from that that he's teaching her that but the battle itself come on man that was epic she, they, a lot of close up fight scenes blades touching faces together I, that's the stuff that I love yeah yeah it was it was it was really well done really well done i i like this duel more than like almost all the other ones in the show so far so like this was this was a good one it definitely was a good one man but her and balin when when they did that one and he fights like a knight and she Mm -hmm. fights like a samurai yeah like that was epic to see too you know like that uh, i i wish he was still around I'm absolutely saddened by the fact that he's not with us anymore. And he is one of the best actors that I've seen in Star Wars. Out oh, there. man, yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Such a, such a shame that he's not going to be, you know, around for another appearance, I guess, in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he freaking crushed it. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah. say he's probably up there with Christopher Lee. Too bad we're not going to get more of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I got I got to bring up these two Clone Wars flashbacks, which happen mm-hmm. naturally because uh, during the duel, of course, uh, Ahsoka starts to fall through these these moments in her past, and uh, you know I, I got to ask, um, what did what did you all think about these? I mean, um, these were this was the first time we saw a young live action Ahsoka, uh, which was cool. And, uh, she looked had... right to you, Josh. <laughs> You're a huge fan. You got a keen eye. What do uh, you think? You know, I, I didn't mind it. Um, I, the only complaint I could have had is she didn't do enough backhanded lightsaber stuff. Mm. Um, but right. Yeah. That was pretty much my own complaint about her. Uh, they may have been able to find someone slightly older looking for the Siege of Mandalore version of her because I felt like she looked still a little too young in that version but the younger padawan yeah. green lightsaber mm-hmm. version looked perfect to me i thought that was great i thought you're going to mention that they didn't voice her over with ashley i mean they could have done that it was an opportunity that they kind of missed i think i think I th- my favorite part about the about the flashback scene 
is when I'm, I'm, I'm watching it, and then all of a sudden you see the first uh, clone trooper come running out. And I was like, holy crap, this is from the cartoon. <laughs> and then I was like, this because those are some of the best battle scenes I've ever seen in Star Wars. And now you're getting to see a battle in live action with Anakin and a young Ahsoka. They they blew it out. They blew me out of the water. I was I loved it the whole thing. Crazy. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah well, I wanted a lot it more was. of it. What so did, did I. <laughs> what did you guys think of the clone troopers? I thought they were I thought they looked great. I thought they looked good. Um their their fighting was pretty bang on. It was comparable to you know the first season of Ahsoka or of um, the Clone Wars when they didn't have um, the guys wearing the suits and doing the actions for the clone troopers. You can actually see it's really clumsily done, but then you can see in season two, three, four, and up that they had actual soldiers put into those suits. They capture their movements, and you can see that the soldiers were now, you know, they they looked better. They looked like what they were doing was real. When when they were doing the scene live action. They did great. They had the, the soldiers were actually doing stuff. Like I'm former military. They were doing stuff that I've seen in the military. And I'm like, they did a good job on that. That's cool. I didn't, I, I had no idea that was the case. Oh yeah. If you go back and you actually look at season one of the clone wars, watch how clunky the fight scenes are with the, with the, with the clone troopers. And then look at season two and it's a, it's a complete difference. Yeah. The, the, the animation got a lot better as the show, as the show went on. It was, mm. it was, um, Big, big stark difference, I think, between season one and, and seven. <laughs> season yeah. one is always oh, yeah. hard to watch. Usually mm-hmm. skip it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Dude, I'll watch every. I'll watch every fifth episode. Yeah, so, just hit the like the big ones. Just, just, just yeah. for, um, just for everyone's kind of like uh, knowledge, I guess, of of how these were pulled off. This was this was like physically people in costumes for. Uh, not the first time. Uh, we've seen this before. We've seen this in Book of Boba. We've seen it in Andor. Uh, we've seen yep. it in Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, uh, sorry, Book of Boba was actually uh, was actually a um, CG scene, but uh, but the the other shows, Mandalorian, uh, Kenobi, and uh, Andor were all uh, were all practical. So in general, um, I just preferred the way that the CG clones look. Uh, I, th- I think like the, the way that the armor flaps around on the clones, um, practically the way that the helmets sit on their head, um, they're not as mobile. I just didn't feel like the costumes fit as nicely. Uh, but I'm just kind of curious what everyone else thought. Uh, maybe we can start with you, Blake. You're saying that these clones are live action? Yes. Oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I just assumed they were ZG. Oh man, <laughs> it, it stuck out to me like a sore thumb. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, don't, I didn't have any issues with them. I was mostly just enamored to be back in Clone Wars. I was trying to think if it's from a specific episode, and I kind of came to the conclusion that we're on Ryloth because of all the the Twi'leks we see later on. Maybe you can speak to a specific episode, Josh. You're better at me than that. But as far as the clones themselves, I, I personally didn't have any issues with it. Fair enough. Yeah. I have to agree with you, Josh. Um, as cool as it was, and I had goosebumps throughout that whole sequence. Um, they did look a little like clunky, like <laughs> the little spiky thing on top of their helmet seemed really big. Um, yeah. The armor didn't seem to not fit quite right. Like I need to rewatch the scenes, but it, it did catch my eye to where I noticed it. I'm like, oh, these look kind of 
not as high quality as what we're expecting from like yeah. maybe the movie versions of suits like yeah yeah it, like it, maybe they were rushed or something i don't know well, it, it wasn't horrible i still really enjoyed the scene i loved it right but it, it did i did notice it if it is live action then chances are taking the original cg model probably wouldn't fit on real on a real body portions so it might be all tweaked that might be part of it as well maybe it looks slightly off the proportions for for for, for like the costumes you mean yeah because if it's full cg previously then they can be human shaped but might not be able to fit someone inside of them if that makes sense mm. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, the thing, the thing I liked about the CG clones is like, it was one size fits all. Uh, it was really just a matter of, uh, you know, copy paste and they're clones, right? Like they shouldn't look like stormtroopers. And, uh, that's something I really liked about the, the CG, the CG outfits. Also the fact that they were more mobile, it's kind of like an in-universe thing that the, the copy paste costume of the stormtroopers fitting on multiple size different people sort of like kind of played off um accurately because the empire is hiring all these different people right like to to be in their military and the uniform it's like you're either too short to be a stormtrooper or you're not and when i see some of the clones especially in the andor in andor when i looked at the clone troopers in that shot uh which i'm sending you guys a link uh, in our chat here, you can take a look at some pictures down below in the thread. Um, and uh, what what I really what I really disliked about the practical costumes is that it's it's just you can tell that they don't all fit the same people because they're not all the same person, right? And uh, that to me was a bit of an eyesore, I think. But uh, otherwise, though, I like. Do you I think really they be? Would you rather them just have one person do a whole bunch of takes? As no, I'd rather characters? I'd rather them do it like how they approach Clone Wars, like what Kyle was saying. You know, they did a lot of motion capture for the final season. Like, I feel like that would have been a better approach. They should have had, you know, well-trained military uh, people or at least actors who knew what they were doing to provide the mocap for the clones, and then they should have used CG assets. Yeah, I, I I I do agree. If, as long as they have like the dudes in the in the, the motion capture, it's gonna be a really good thing. Like it, especially if you get actual trained soldiers doing it, you'll always get the best out of that. Right, right. Um, now that you guys, are... that's just me also pumping up for my bros though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, Nick, uh, Nick, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. It, I I like the the practical clones it just felt it felt like it suited the scene more like because it, it you you almost got the feeling that it wasn't like a clone wars scene where it's like oh ahsoka and anakin are just like jump, jumping around and saving the day it's like ahsoka's actually in it she's like in the in the battle and it's like real I guess, I don't know. It, the, the the real people made it feel more real and not and less. Uh, I don't know, like fa fantasy. I guess if you want to call it that. It was it, the, the, the like I don't know the, the, all the sounds and senses and I think it just uh, it was it was better suited to uh, to that particular scene. Gotcha. Um, AJ, what are your thoughts on this? 
Yeah, I, I like the... I feel like the practical effects um, just add to the nitty-gritty and, like, the real feeling of it um, as opposed to just being clean and polished because back in here, uh, back in the time there, it's not a lot. It's, like, clean and polished and it's, like, more of a darker time. So, like, having just that almost, like, not quite perfect kind of just played into that theme a little bit better than if they were more streamlined and looking really nice yeah i uh i ran a poll on the twitter and there is a whole five people who agree with you guys so <laughs> it seems like it's a very split thing going on but um but yeah <laughs> but yeah let us know if you're uh, if you're listening and uh, you, what do you prefer cg clones or practical clones let us know I do, I do want to retract my statement about the de-aging of Hayden Christensen. I thought he looked great in this episode. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you just, so much, Dan, you're just so saying much. that because of the fan backlash from last episode. <laughs> was there fan backlash? <laughs> I'm sure there was. Down with Dan. Down with Dan. I take it back. I take it back. No, I, thought, I thought he looked good in this one. I was like, Maybe they maybe just episode in general is better because I will say when they did the uh, last episode whatever quick thing at the beginning of the episode he did look a little rough in that very final episode just a little plasticky I thought but then the rest of the episode like this episode was fine mm -hmm. yeah I thought this episode I just think it's funny that I was just gonna say I think it's funny that they everybody complained online when they didn't you know uh, age him down and they just had Anakin fighting Obi back in the Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi show and everybody complained about it and then they de-age him like, then they do the, the CGI on him and and everybody that I saw complained that they de that they did that and I'm like how, how do you please all the Star Wars fans I don't think there's an actual way to do it no you never, you never no. will no. <laughs> someone will always you, be upset <laughs> It takes, what it does is it takes 10 years. It's like wine. You know, you drink that first sip when you just make it. You're like, this is disgusting. But then How? 10 years down the road, you're like, I love this. How's the Force mm -hmm. Awakens again? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Let's, let's hold up here. <laughs> let's hold Get up. Get close. <laughs> I think what you need is you need something else to upset you more. So when the next thing comes out, you get mad at that. And suddenly the stuff previously doesn't seem so bad. Yeah. That's exactly it. And they, you know what they got to do? Another Christmas special. And everybody will love everything. <laughs> That'll level the playing field. We got to go back and check on, uh, you know, Chewie's wife, man. What happened to Chewie's wife? That's right. <laughs> we we got to check on Stinky. And... We need more Lumpy. Lumpy. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> so something to throw out there. Um, a lot of these memory shots of hers felt very uh, smoky. Like very, mm -hmm. uh, very uh, sort of ambiguous. You don't really know what's going on. It wasn't clear what the, the you don't get the whole scene yeah you don't get the whole scene yeah um what are, what are the general thoughts on that here it didn't bother me honestly i think it, it probably was so they didn't have to design a planet and make it look like clone wars but as far as it just being the fog of war or she's in this weird memory realm i thought it was fine i could i, I was willing to buy it i fit i think it fits the memory thing mm -hmm. pretty well um, but I, I would agree if yeah. it's not supposed to be a foggy memory of hers, then they probably should have 
toned it down a little bit. I thought it was cool. Mike. Like, I, I liked like you saw Anakin sh- transitioning between Vader and so himself oh, like, yeah. in the that smoke. Was, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked that a lot. That was epic. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on this being the Battle of Teth? Know what it is? Like from Clone Wars? I was... Well, I I think it's supposed to be just like the purple nature of the dust, like kind of. It, he also I think he says this is one of our first battles together. Mm-hmm. Or battles, right? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, he does. I think I think I think he says this is the first battle together. Yeah, I think that's right after they dropped off. Uh, Yoda came and dropped off uh, Soka yeah. to him. Then it was he was kind of like, come on, keep up or get left behind. Yeah. yeah, gotta keep up. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the first episode of the first season, then, that's isn't it? That's the Clone Wars movie. Yeah. Oh, so the yeah, movie. Yeah. That's not the beginning in canon. Nope. nope. Chronologically. <laughs> Chronologically, no. It's like the the fourth thing on the list. But yeah, it's it's like their first battle together, like Ahsoka and Anakin, mm-hmm. right? So, um, I. I kind of, I almost kind of wish we saw more of it, honestly. Like it was, it was really cloudy. But if it's, if that's supposed to be what it is, then, then uh, you know, that's cool. Um, the siege of Mandalore, we had Mandalorians popping up all over the place. Um, any, yep. any visual preference to this? Obviously, seeing it live action is very cool. Um, I had a minor gripe with one of the shots, not looking so great, but it was for the most part like pretty, pretty awesome. Um, yeah. What about what about you? No well, complaints I, for me. Yeah, I was gonna say same. There was there was no complaints for me on that one. I, I I really enjoyed watching that. I think they did pretty bang up job on that. And if you notice, it's also foggy there too, right? Mm-hmm. My, yeah. my my take yeah. on it is that you know your memory's not gonna remember everything. It's gonna remember close to what's around you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I think it was the way it was because. I mean, even 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 the first battle and when she was young and it's all the sm- the dust is flying everywhere and everything. You really can't see past, you know, the the, the the big mechs that they had there. Like that that was as far as her memory would go, as clear as it could be, is my thought. Yeah. That makes sense. I I will say if I did have a complaint, I I would mind a little more visual distinction between the two battles, because I mm-hmm. yeah. took me a realize mm-hmm. a second to realize we're even somewhere else. Yeah, yeah same, there's same. only the there's only the Mandalores, the Mandalorians that like Showed you it was a different location, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say, say again. But, say again, Dan. It, it, if you didn't see, like, it was mostly because of the Mandalorians that you realize, oh, this maybe this is a different battle, or now we're on Mandalore. Like, other than that, it looked like and the same location. Line, and, oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. Especially because Ahsoka didn't look older. Like, like I said, mm-hmm. it's still the same actress. She's still the same size. Like, yeah. so you didn't get that distinction. Mm-hmm. Did Did anyone get the feeling like this was just? Like you can always tell when it's filmed in the volume, but like this just really screamed volume to me for some reason. Like it just, just visually came off as stagecraft that they just lit up a bunch of smoke machines and just felt very stagecrafty. Did did anyone kind of get that feeling? They were taken out of it a little bit. I find that would be strange because the main complaint of it maybe not having enough background. So like yeah, the explanation of the memory. But if they're in this, if they're in the, the stagecraft, then it's weird that they wouldn't have more kind of rough backgrounds behind the fog. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah, that's what makes me think it's very intentional. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just got this weird feeling. There was a, there was one shot specifically with a Mandalorian that just kind of popped off the screen for me. I was like, dang, that looks bad. Like, <laughs> uh, it was like the close up. It was like a close up shot of the Mandalorian, and I was like, oh man, there's like no smoke in front of him or anything. It just looked terrible. But I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. That was like a nitpicky shot for me, though. One thing I really did like in this episode and the last episode was the transition of her going from reality to the the world between worlds like i thought it was really cool how they did the transition with the water with the water like yeah. in the first one it was like the ocean and then it went to a close-up of her head as she's floating in the water and this one it was like the water rising up as she was like yeah that was cool. being encased in the ocean do you think that sort of has something to do with her kind of reawakening perhaps being sent back like do you think yeah do you think like that's actually happening or do you think this is her kind of waking up and like feeling the water around her and it's like happening in her dream as well maybe I, okay i i feel i feel like it's because she says i choose to live yeah right i choose to live and that was her coming you know sort of going from the depths of dying and being brought back yeah so like like almost being reborn like a born again Jedi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's like like a like a baptism almost. Oh, maybe. Kind of can't. It kind of rubbed off that way to me at least. I was thinking it might be as she's waking up, like she's her her, you know, if you want to call it a dream. Dream and reality is starting to converge. It's mm-hmm. like when you're in a dream and you really got to pee, and then. You wake up and you're you're peeing. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's honestly the best way that I could that. probably put it too. Yeah. <laughs> the effect was pretty nice. Uh, I know um, uh, Nick, you pointed out yesterday that that the um, the the transition was really cool, really well done. Yeah, I, I, I like I like like the transition. Um, that was another thing, like to me where I thought that maybe she was actually th- like through a portal into the world between worlds and then like the water coming back around her was just her going back through the portal into real life again but maybe it was just a cool transition um and it was kind of just a, like a like a visualization of her wake- waking up from that dream or something but yeah, it played off played off very nicely. You know, I liked I liked all the little sparkles and you know the stars kind of sort of converging on this pathway. It was very mm-hmm. cool, very awesome. Um, this episode ended off my, really. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Dan. I was just gonna say my prediction was wrong. Anakin didn't lead her to across the universe. Yeah, the oh, yeah. that's one hundred percent what I thought yeah. would happen too. Yeah. That yeah. What did you guys think about that Pinocchio shit? Like, I'm gonna get in this whale and it's gonna take me to a different galaxy. Yeah, I saw the whales. I'm like, they're gonna Jonah her. Yeah, yeah, I got to. (laughs) Oh man, um, it made me wonder though the first people that made the jump, if that's what they did, who like made the the runes and everything, if they were uh, space whale riders. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it'd be cool if they're like, you know, like from Dune, the sandworm riders. Like if they had like structures they'd build onto the Purgle and then like just 
have them as traveling spaceships. Well, that'd be I, I was I was thinking it was like Futurama in in that first, or what is it this first episode and they go to the moon and they're like we're whalers on, the, on moon. the moon we carry our harpoons but there are no whales so we tell tall tales and sing this whaling tune. Yeah, that sort of crap. <laughs> I can't believe you remember that, dude. Uh, I wasn't that long ago. Oh, I was singing it with friends at a campfire, like maybe four months back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this was this was a cool ending. Um, what I really loved about it was it was very much in line with Ezra. You know, it's 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 it, it was really reflective of what Anakin says to Ahsoka in in, um, in that moment when he mm-hmm. says one is never too old to learn. And uh, you know, it was just cool to see her look up at the stars and go like, oh yeah, like how come we didn't think of this before? Like how come we didn't think? to follow Ezra by just doing what he did. This kid who just kind of, you know, he's no Jedi Knight or anything like that, but like he, you know, he found he found a way to get him and Thrawn out of Lothal in a certain way that no one decided to try and repeat, right? And here they are looking for this map, relying on technology and chasing down villains and it's not going their way. And I just really like kind of like, let's just go back to the basics of it all and just come up with the Jedi solution. And like this was, you know, the the rebirth Ahsoka moment. She reaches out through the force, she connects with the purple and, uh, you know, they, they find a way there. Right. And I just thought like this was very, very, it's almost like her faith in the force has sort of been restored a little bit. Like, um, it's like, you know, because yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Hu Yang's just kind of like, well, what if they take us like in the middle of nowhere? And Mm -hmm. she's just like, well, I guess, you know, that's just the next step of the adventure, I guess, right? And then they just kind of go. I was like, yeah, I really like that. I I thought that was great. Yeah. One of my favorite things about that whole scene is when Hu Yang looks over and goes, are you sure it's going to work? And she's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, but he's immediately die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yang's the best character. Like I love him. Yeah, Good old David Tennant. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, all right, let's time. Let's time to give some follow points or poodles. one last thing before we do mm. that. I want to talk a bit, a little bit about the the psychometry. I, I'm wondering if it's starting to feel a little overused. Is it just me? Well, I. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. I, I'm happy to see it. Like, I felt like it wasn't being used. You know, having played the games, like where you use it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm happy to see it. Though, so. so, I think I'm trying to. I was trying to find proof, and I was not able to. So, I had it, an understanding that it was supposed to be a really rare force ability, and like Quinlan Voss and. Um, or just Cal Kestis, I th- yeah. were one of the very, very, very few people that could use it. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Ahsoka yeah. just using it out of nowhere always felt a little off to me. And now it's maybe feeling a little bit too much like a... Does she never use it in the, in the Clone Wars? No. no. She never this is the first time we've ever seen it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, 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 I agree with both of you guys because like, on the one hand, I like seeing this ability being used, but at the same time, it just, to me, didn't really fit the character. Because we've never seen her use it before. Was it a power that the daughter gave her when nope. the daughter gave the life for? Because we would have. Well, maybe I don't know. Because there don't. was never a good opportunity for her to use it. That was season three of Clone Wars. We saw her for season four, and then season five, and then season yeah. seven. So like, and then Rebels, right? So like, I, I feel like she would have probably used it at least at some point in in that time, but. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's supposed to be just a very rare, a rare ability to have, right? I, think, I don't think it's something that can be easily learned. Maybe, maybe with enough time and training, it can be learned, but... Because that was my understanding, but I've been, I was uh, kind of poking on the Wikipedia and I couldn't find anything that specifically said that. It was mostly just said that it was uh, kind of frowned upon by the Jedi Order because it's easy to touch the dark side through objects by mistake. Yeah. Is is Rebels during the same timeline as um, Fallen Jedi and Jedi Survivor? It's a bit later. Like, could she have come across Cal Kestis and like maybe he trained her in it at some point? I mean, they were both alive at, at the same time, but Rebels takes place afterwards by five years, I think, after the second game. So, um, I don't know. There's always a possibility that they've crossed paths, but uh, I don't know. I also find it unlikely that they would have, seen, since there's still been no mention of Cal Kestis anywhere in other parts of the Star Wars canon, um, other than, like, the novel that he's been in. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there there is a chance though that she did learn it at some point, and and this is us kind of like seeing her fruits of labor, sort of sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, it's cool to see. I just think you know maybe at some point I hope that we get an explanation for why all of a sudden she can do this. Uh, Pablo points with Pudus. Uh, I'm gonna explain the rating system and then we can just dive right in and give ourselves a score. So, this is a score of seven. Pa three Pablo Pudus is the worst of the worst, and then uh, two Pablo Pudus uh, is just a little bit better. One Pablo Pudu is you know bad but not terrible. Then we got a Bendu. Bendu is like a 50% score. Then we got Pablo points. We got one Pablo point, two Pablo points, and three Pablo points. All in uh, uh, the score three being the best of the best of the best. So maybe we can start off with uh, with you, AJ. Uh, what would you give this episode? I'd probably give it a two Pablo points. I don't think it's the best of the best, but I think it's pretty close. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, Kyle, what would you give this one? Uh, I'm going uh, two and a half. I loved it. So so two and a half. It's, it's not all the way there um, because there were a couple of things like the, the whale, like the Pinocchio thing and everything. It kind of threw me off. Now I, I get why they're doing it, but it, it took away half a point from me. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Nick, what would you give this one? Uh, I'm going to go 2.1. 2 <laughs> 2.1. 2 all right. Uh, Dan, what, what's up? This is a three for me. The Purgles pushed it to a three because oh, I love yeah. the Purgles. Oh, a three. Perfect oh, score. That's interesting. That is interesting. I, I had a lot of emotions in this episode. I had goosebumps. I was cheering. Yeah. I like. I loved it. it. This made me feel things like a good Star Wars show should. That's amazing. That's fair. So is this going to convince you to watch Clone Wars? I've always been wanting to watch Clone Wars. It's just the time commitment. Like once oh, I start yeah, watching yeah. something, I'm all in, and like it's at some point I'll have time. Just put it on while you're working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Blake, what about you? That's what I did for Rebels. I blasted through all four seasons of Rebels before Soka came out. And oh, there you oh, go. There you okay. go. At least you got that down. Yeah. Yeah. At least then, even if you can't pay close attention, you'll have a rough idea, right? Yeah. 
Um, I would say they're going to go with 2.3. I was originally thinking 2.5, but I really dislike how underutilized they're using Hera in this. That's annoying me a lot. And I feel like each episode just gets a little worse. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Okay. so mm-hmm. two and a half Pablo points. I'm oh, sorry, 2.3 Pablo points. <laughs> 2.3, awesome. Um, all right. Uh, I, w- I would probably give this one. Uh, a, a, you know what? Like, I'll probably give it a 1.75. Um, depending on what? Depending the on episode. Yeah, I yeah. It's the practical effects. It's it's the the it clone troopers really bothered me. Um, yeah. you know, and I I, I I like you know I don't know how many times you guys have all seen Clone Wars, but I can assure you I've seen it more than eight times, beginning to, to end. And uh, you know the prequels, like I'm not even gonna start on how many times I've watched those. And for some reason, it was like I've watched Star Wars over 500 times. That's right. And for some reason, it was just like looking at someone with a mole on their face that you just can't tell them about. You know what I mean? Like it was just one of those things. To me, it just really got to me for some reason, and I just couldn't get on board with the the live action clones. Just bothered me. I could I could see this coming Mm -hmm. because we're we're watching it. With the, that like on Tuesday, and afterwards he was ranting for like an hour about the clone troopers. <laughs> oh yeah. no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The live action clones bothered me. Bothered me a lot. Uh, the guy who made those armor suits is going to be listening to this, going, "How dare they?" Yeah, yeah one less yeah. follower. Watch your Twitter account, yeah. Josh. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I mean, it was a great episode. I love the choreography. Um, I, you know, I, I enjoyed the whole mysterious world between worlds thing. I like that there's so many different perspectives on, on how it can unfold and, and what does that mean for the character. Um, so yeah, I'm going to stick with 1.75, but assuming that they had switched to CG clones, I would have given it a solid two. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there we go. Alas, here we are. So, um, thank you all for coming on. Uh, maybe Kyle, can you, uh, throw out your socials just so people can check out Alki again and follow you on the, sure. at the, the cons? Uh, again, Alki Solutions. So A-L-K-Y solutions.com. And you can get our website there, or you can find us on Etsy or Facebook, Instagram, all of those, uh, different systems there. And uh, if anybody ever has any questions about lightsabers, you know what, shoot me an email. You actually talk to me as the owner. Um, And we give lifetime support. So if you ever have a question, even after buying your lightsaber and it's five years down the road, give me a call, man. I'll help you out. Awesome. Thanks, Kyle. Um, Anyone else get any socials? Uh, Dan, Nick, AJ, no? Any socials to share, no? Okay. I was gonna throw this one thing out here. Uh, we We never talked once about what we think is going to happen next episode. I'm not sure if it's too late for that because it's going to be a whole new place, right? So no, if you got a theory, oh, so if you got a theory, speculate. throw it out, throw yeah. it out there. Yeah. We're going to yeah, see through it, right? <laughs> yeah, but like, one, what, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Is it going to be a whole galaxy? Is it going to be like one planet? Is it going to be like a sort of heaven type situation where it's like, oh, this is the, this is like the, the one, like, kind of like the, the, the place you go and they're going to find Thrawn immediately or is it going to kind of stretch out for the rest of the season? Or, or is Thrawn, or did Thrawn pull like an emperor from, uh, what is it, from uh, the, the, the Rise uh, the, of Skywalker? Sky, Rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker, yeah where, yeah, where all of a sudden he has like an entire force that he built up 
in this other galaxy. He has over 10,000 Star Destroyers. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess. They just get there. You know, they, the Purgle opens his mouth. They're just there where they need to be. They see the Eye of Sion. Boom. Done. Right. I, I, I think they've got a they've got a few episodes left. They got six. They got three more. I don't think there's any time to waste. So that's just my. Oh, thought. there's three more. Yeah. 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 That's okay. it. Just three. I thought there was one more. Okay. That, now I feel no, better. Eight, eight, I'm eight, like, eight. okay. I was like, how are they going to wrap this up in one episode? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those two hour long episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be like Battlestar Galactica. They find Earth. They're like we're on Earth. That, that'd, that'd be funny. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's like so why Indiana uh, Jones is a C-3PO and R2-D2 <laughs> cave drawing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like the, the prehistoric <laughs> age. Yeah, uh, Nick, it sounds like you got some theory. Uh, why, why don't you why don't you share our theory? Your theory. Oh no, I know. I just was pointing out the fact that no one's talked about it yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, fair enough. I don't really have any. I don't, re- I don't really have any theories. <laughs> Talk about this. Go. <laughs> uh, what could be? What could be? They come to the Milky Way. And and they tie our galaxy into their galaxy now, but they're watching them be like dinosaurs on the planet or something. Yeah. They find mm-hmm. rod on Earth with dinosaurs or something. Yeah, you never know, man. Who knows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. just stinks to me, like that Star oh, Trek movie where they go back in time to modern day Earth. <laughs> oh, yeah, for the whales. Uh, yeah, that's right. They save the whales. One of the best Star yeah. Trek movies ever. And you're sighing. That's oh, so good. That's uh, so campy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Because it's technically not a different, it's still the same universe because it's just a different galaxy than ours. A long, so long time two, ago in a galaxy far, 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 far away. away. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I have a ring that says that on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, anyone That's else awesome. got any theories? No, no more theories. All right. Cool. Well, uh, thank you all for coming on. Um, Kyle, Dan, uh, Nick, AJ, and uh, our co-host Blake, thank you all for for coming on and chatting a, another week of Ahsoka. This is an awesome week to have everyone on, so it's great. Ah, that was awesome. Thank you for having me again, man. And I'm glad I made it. This was fun. Yeah. I love doing these with you guys. Awesome. Yeah, man. Pop on whatever. It's a lot of fun. Right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you all. We'll, we'll catch you on the next one. See you out there. Keep flying. All right, and uh, to all our listeners out there, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we have more Ahsoka after shows on the way as long as our final Rebels Talk part. I mean, we put out 19 of these after shows for Rebels. So if you're a you know, Rebels fan and you want to rewatch Star Wars Rebels, make sure you check out those after shows. There is one through 19 to check out, and part 20 is on the way. So that will summarize the remaining episodes of season four. Uh, but until then, a lot of them are out there already, so you can go and start it up. Uh, we have only a few episodes of Ahsoka left, so make sure you catch the rest of those after shows as well uh, for part six, seven, and eight over the next three weeks. It'd be great uh, to have anyone send emails in about your theories as to what's going to happen next and what you think that whole sequence in the world between worlds is all about. Uh, your thoughts on CG versus practical clone troopers and whether or not which of the others sucks. And uh, we'd love to hear your Pablo points of poodoo. So make sure you send that in as well while you're at it. Uh, check out the Discord link in the description below. Make sure you hit up Kyle at the uh, cons in the prairies in Canada. And we'll see you in the next episode of Star Wars Escape Pod. May the Force be with you.